You're listening, You're listening to the Adult's Guide to Adulting. This is the show where we explore our experiences growing up as we figure out life together. And now, your host, Quinn Breedlove. Let's say you're living with someone or you've lived with someone in the past. Don't you remember how you never had any disagreements about who was going to take out the trash or refill the Brita filter? Well, you know what? Neither do I. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about all things roommates, how to have fun with the good ones, how to literally survive the bad ones, pull a few pranks, and hope they don't backfire on us. If you have any funny roommate stories of your own, I'd love to hear them. Go to our website, theadultsguide.com, leave me an audio voicemail message, and you could just get featured on an upcoming episode. Without further ado, let's get into today's topic, The Adult's Guide to Roommates. So, according to Zillow, about a third of all Americans will end up living with the roommate at some point in their life. As someone who's had a roommate since freshman year of college, I definitely fall under this 33%. I mean, I've had something like 12 different roommates. I've lived with 12 different people over the course of like four and a half years of college, and I've definitely acquired my fair share of funny stories, tropes, and just weird experiences, to be honest. I mean, when I think back about my roommate experience, the saying... So let, let's t- let's take a step back. You guys know that saying, you couldn't make this up? That saying annoys me so much because I'm like, no, I could make this up. Or, well, maybe not me specifically because I'm not a writer, but like Tolkien and just fiction writers, people whose like literal jobs is to make stuff up. I think if you can make up the Lord of the Rings, you can make up pretty much anything. And so that saying used to just always annoy me so much. I mean, not really. It was kind of more of a pet peeve. But then I was like, I get it. This situation that I'm in right now is so ridiculous. You couldn't make it up. So I've seen the light. It doesn't bother me anymore. And we have this podcast. So I guess all is good. But anyways, like I was saying, I've had quite the experience with a whole breadth of different roommates. And I think I've figured out roommates. I mean, I know that's a bold statement to say, but like, you can really group roommates into two different categories. The first category is when you have no idea who they are. You're going in cold. You're showing up on the first day. Uh, If it's really bad, you don't even know what they look like. If it's really, really bad, you don't know how to pronounce their name. And it just kind of gets more ambiguous from there. That's like the first category, just going in cold. And then the second group of roommates is when maybe you know them. They could be your really good friends maybe acquaintances, maybe you've just seen them around. Regardless, you kind of have an idea of what you're going into, but in reality, you actually have no clue what you're going into. So those are really kind of the two groups of roommates, and there's different subcategories, but those are really the big ones. Both have their benefits and drawbacks. For example, if you're going in cold and you have no idea what to expect, the obvious drawback is you have no idea what to expect, and you can really assume the worst case scenario. I I know that sounds kind of bleak, but I've, I've, (sighs) we're going to get into some funny stories. I've experienced maybe not the worst case scenario, but pretty close to like pretty ridiculous. But on the flip side, you don't know these people and they could end up being really good friends or 
who knows, maybe they'll be at your wedding or uh, play, what's the sport people play? Frisbee or something like that. You don't know. You could be making a really good, long, lifelong friend. For the other group of roommates, they also have their benefits and drawbacks if you already know them. For one, the obvious benefit is you kind of have an idea of what you're stepping into. Maybe you guys know that you vibe really well. Uh, <laughs> they pass the vibe check. Or, you know, you guys just get along really well, have similar interests and ambitions. Those are all really great things. But on the downside, living with your friend is a lot different than being friends. And I've experienced this firsthand. So just because you get along outside normally doesn't mean you'll be used to Robert not filling up the Brita filter and literally leaving like half a cup of water. Like if you pour the water out, just put more in. I mean, then we all can drink water. <laughs> yeah, so I should probably mention at this point, any names I use in this episode are completely made up. Yes, I'm generally talking about real people, fake names. Don't try and find people because you won't find them. Now, I know everyone hasn't had a roommate before, or maybe it's just been a while and you need a refresher. That's okay. We're going to make sure that we're all on the same page by going on an adventure. What we're going to do is we're going to journey into moving into a brand new dorm cold, having never met the people, barely remembering their names because you looked it up on Facebook, but you didn't really take the time to remember it, even though you know that they probably looked you up and they're planning to kill you. Who knows what's going to happen? I guess we'll figure it out together as we take a journey to moving into a brand new dorm, cold. Blue skies, warm weather, today's the day. Today's the day you're moving into the dorm for the first time. It's freshman year and you're ready to leave your mark on the world. You're in the car about five minutes from the dorm and then you realize... Oh wait, you know almost nothing about your roommates. In the midst of all the excitement, packing, and just all the fanfare, you forgot that A, you have roommates, B, you don't remember how many roommates you have, and C, any other information that's available about them, you completely overlooked. As you realize this, you quickly pull out your phone, try and log into the school's website, and find any information you can about your roommates. But it's too late. You're already in the parking lot, and it's time to go. As you're walking into the lobby of the building, you're still frantically on your phone checking to see if you can find a Facebook photo, a tweet, or just something that would give you an idea of who you're going to be living with for the next year. You walk into the lobby to check in, and there's just so much going on, you can't even focus. You almost get run over by a guy with a handcart who thinks he's Handy Mandy, Bob the Builder, or some overzealous home mover but you realize this is not worth risking my life over. I almost got run over by a guy with no shirt on with an empty hand cart, so I need to take my surroundings a bit more seriously. You focus up, get all checked in, and begin walking up to the elevators to take you to your room. As you get in the elevator and click the button, the doors close and it starts moving up. So slowly that you can almost feel your anxiety going higher as the elevator rises. You remember, oh no, I still don't know who I'm rooming with. So you pull out your phone again, but you're at the floor. As you walk out of the elevator into the hallway, you look back at your phone and you finally found where the roommate section is on the website. You're looking them up as you walk towards the door and you've got their names. 
John, and then another one you can't pronounce. As you're walking closer to your door, you're still trying to find any information, but you hear yelling. You hear two people yelling as you get closer to your door, and the anxiety builds. You're just hoping that's not coming from your room. You get to your door, and yep, the yelling is coming from inside. You need to walk inside. You don't know the name of one of your roommates, and they're yelling. At this point, you just decide, it's too much. I'm just going to cut my losses, quit school, come back next year. And you turn to quickly walk away, not run, walk away. And then you see your RA at the end of the hall looking at you. They know that you're about to run and you don't want to be that guy who ran out of college on the first day. So then you turn back to your door, hoping it didn't make too big of a scene. You turn the handle and walk inside. You see both of your roommates standing in the middle of the floor, silent. Since the yelling suddenly stopped, you just kind of walk in and both of them are just staring at you. You don't say anything and they don't say anything to you. It goes on for what seems like 10 minutes and you have no idea what's going on. Is it some kind of intimidation technique? Am I being hazed? Like, what's going on? You put your stuff down on your bed and one of the roommates who you suspect is John whisper something in the other roommate's ear you're like this is it if i go out i'm going out strong i'm gonna fight i won't go easily they walk up to you they put their hand in their pocket and then they extend it out to you they're like hey my name's john and casey how are you doing we were just messing with you we actually planned that i didn't think it was a good idea but we got you pretty good a huge sigh of relief just flows over your body First impressions, they're pretty nice, the room's pretty clean, everyone seems pretty happy, and you're like, okay, I can, I can do this. I can get through living with roommates. So maybe that was a bit dramatic, but the anxiety associated with meeting your roommate for the first time, along with the realization that the person that you walk in and see is the person you're going to be seeing over the next year is definitely something a lot of people experience, including myself. With that being said, later on in the show, we're going to talk more about how to make a better first impression with new roommates, how to better get along with existing roommates, as well as have a little bit of fun, pull a few pranks, harmless, but still pretty funny. But before that, we're going to jump right into our segment, 5-Minute Footnotes. Welcome to the latest installment of 5-Minute Footnotes. This is the segment of the show where we take a little bit of a detour from our main topic and look at stories that are funny, interesting, and a little bit of both. In today's footnote, we're actually going to take a look at a personal story of mine, the time when I found out my roommate was literally plotting to kill me. Stay tuned. So no, that was not hyperbole. My roommate actually plotted to take me out. Now, thankfully, their planning skills weren't quite to par. They probably should have gone to the planning center to help flesh out their plan a little bit better. It didn't work out, and I'm still here. So I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. I mean, I guess it's kind of obvious if I'm talking, then he didn't actually kill me. But let's pretend like we don't know if he killed me or not. That way, we can add some suspense back into this story. 
But anyways, we're going to go back to my freshman year of college to kind of start off the story. Now again, remember I'm changing everyone's names, so you can't look people up. They're all different, but they're going to be consistent throughout the podcast. So, we're going back to freshman year of college, and the structure of the dorm is really important for this story. So, if you're a freshman at the school, you basically put into freshman housing. You don't have a choice, you just get put there. And the structure of the dorms is basically communal living. So, you're in a room with one other roommate, and then there's a long hallway with a bunch of other rooms. I mean, the hallway is really long. There must have been, I don't know, 60 or 70 rooms per hallway. Basically, there's a ton of people in this dorm, but it's open door policy. So most people just kind of keep the doors open. And as you walk through the hallway, you can just walk into people's rooms and basically make a new friend instantly. And this was kind of strange because you sort of become friends with whoever you see the most. It's kind of like when you're a kid and you end up becoming best friends with whoever's around you. It was sort of like that in college, which was kind of funny. But you end up making friends with pretty much all of your neighbors because most people keep the doors open all the time, blasting music, you just walk in, introduce yourself, and you've got a good friend. So, while I'm in these dorms, I made three friends, Justin, Alex, and Daniel. These people are very important. So, after freshman year, I basically qualify for upperclassmen housing which means I can come out of the giant communal dorms and move into an apartment where it's basically four rooms which connect with a living area and a kitchen. So after freshman year, you get to pick your roommates basically, and I pick Justin, Alex, and Daniel. Well, I mean, I, we all kind of talked about it. It wasn't like I picked them. But we all decided that we wanted to live together. However... Remember, we were only really friends because we were neighbors. We didn't really know each other. It just kind of felt like we knew each other. But we weren't really thinking about that. We all moved in together, signed a year-long lease, and there we go. We all have our own rooms by ourselves, our own bathrooms, and everything like that. And everything's going good for me. I think that, you know, we're getting along okay. I mean, Justin kind of stays in his room a lot. The other guys, we go into the living room, watch TV. He just kind of stays reclusive to me. And I kind of like reaching out to people who are around me a lot if we're not really talking. So Justin, because he was always in his room, I try to engage him. And he always comes back to me with good energy I'm like, okay, he's good. I mean, he's a little strange, but, you know, some people are just different. You know, I'm not here to judge anyone. And I end up finding out one of my other roommates, Alex, tells me, hey, did you hear Justin banging on your door? I was like, no, what, what, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, I was in my room. He didn't know I was there. He was like, yeah, he knocked on my door to see if anyone was in the apartment. And I didn't answer because I didn't feel like talking. And then he went banging on your door, screaming your name, pounding as hard as he could. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, was he, did he need something? And then my roommate Alex, he's just like, no, he was really angry at you. And now this completely shocked me because like, I'm pretty nice to almost everyone I meet. I mean, like, I'm not a mean person, but he was just banging on my door apparently and then my other roommate, Daniel, told me the same thing unrelated to what Alex was telling me. And so this was quite concerning. I was kind of on my toes after that point. And it really hit home one night where 
I heard him out in the kitchen. I mean, at this point, I could kind of tell who was outside of the door just based on how they walked and how they did things. And I could tell it was Justin who was outside. He walked up close to my door. This was at like 2 a.m. in the morning. I mean, I say it pretty late, but it was like 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning. I'm up doing whatever, and I hear the doorknob turning. Now, thankfully, Alex and Daniel told me this, and I ended up locking my door while I'm on the inside. But I hear the doorknob turning like he's trying to come into my room at 2 or 3 in the morning. And, like, I don't say anything. I'm just like, what in the world is he doing? Like, what? And he finally gives up, goes back to his room. And at this point, I'm kind of, like, freaking out. So I'm like, when I talk to him, he seems nice. But apparently, he hates me for some reason. I don't know what's going on. And things progress. And finally, they reach a boiling point. I think what happened was, like, I was cooking, and then the glass fell off the counter, and it broke. Apparently, it was his glass. It was just, like, a normal cup, and he, like, completely snapped. He was yelling. He was throwing chairs. Uh, it was it was crazy. Like, he was super, super angry at me for some reason, and I'm, like, the nicest person you'll ever meet. I don't know why he hated me. Maybe he just, like, doesn't like nice people or whatever. But he was so mad, and my other roommates came out, and it was this huge thing. I'm surprised the police, no one called the police on him or anything like that. And, I mean, he was furious in a blind race. He was literally throwing chairs, and, like, if he could, like, he was, like, moving furniture around and, like, just wrecking the apartment. And after my other roommates were trying to just calm him down and hold him down, he ran out to the balcony where we were on the third floor. And he literally tried to jump off of the balcony. I mean, it was crazy. And I don't know what he was trying to do. We were on the third floor, but this apartment wasn't that high. There were also a ton of bushes on the ground. So, I mean, you would barely get hurt if you jumped off. But, like, I don't know. He I, he just, like, snapped. And he really had it out for me. Um, I ended up moving dorms because, like... It was not a very safe situation. But, yeah, basically, he was literally trying to slowly kill me in my dorm. And I have no idea why till this day I don't talk to him. I still talk to um, Alex and Daniel, who initially warned me about it. But I'm still safe. And we have the podcast. So I guess everything worked out, right? I have way too many of these crazy roommate stories and hopefully you don't relate to stuff like this but if you do you can go to our website theadultsguide.com leave me an audio voicemail message and I'd love to hear your funny roommate story I actually might do a montage of just people's funny roommate stories and you could get featured in that episode but we'll see how it goes in the interim however we're going to try our best to avoid sticky situations like this with our roommates which is why we're going to go over a couple of tips and tricks on how to get along better with the people you're living with. Some of these are things I found during research, other things I've just kind of figured out having lived with 12 different roommates, and a lot of it's a combination of the two. So let's get into it. What are some quick applicable ways to get along or maintain your relationship with your roommates? The first one is a big one, and I wish I realized this so much earlier. Your roommates are not your spouse. 
So when you get roommates, it can kind of be easy to fall into the routine of playing house in the sense where, you know, you share everything, you're always cooking, doing each other's laundry, stuff like this. And, you know, I mean, unless you're really, really good friends or you guys have very strict boundaries that everyone follows, it's probably best to kind of keep as many things separate as you can. So, I mean, like toasters and appliances, yeah, you're going to share those things. But food, if you're cooking, you can offer to cook for other people. But, you know, don't make it like a priority or an expected requirement that you guys are always going to share or cook for each other. Like, I mean, you could be perfectly happy sharing and cooking with other people, sharing your dishwashing liquid and things like that. But problems can come in where you share everything so you're comfortable with it. And when you run out of something and you, like, say, for instance, need to use your roommate's mayonnaise and you put it on your bread, to you that's perfectly normal because you're sharing everything. But in their mind, they're not quite as open as you. And it can kind of cause, like, a passive-aggressive aggression or, or real aggression. I mean, I've had roommates freak out over really small stuff before. I told you, I have a lot of roommate stories. But unless you have very strict boundaries and you talk everything out and I'd even suggest writing a literal contract, then probably try to keep consumables to yourself. If it's an appliance or something, definitely share that if you want to. But if it's something that you consume, try and keep it to yourself and don't use other people's stuff without asking. Because asking and communication with your roommates is so important, really because tip number two Everyone was not raised like you. So funny mini story, I almost burned down. I, so funny mini story, I once almost burned down my apartment with my roommates inside, but it wasn't my fault, I swear. What happened was, so I was preheating the oven because I was trying to make some food. And I went back in my room because, you know, you don't have to watch the oven. You, you can watch the stove, but not really the oven. So I go back in my room, close the door. It's kind of an old oven, so it takes forever to preheat. And then I come back out and then there's smoke all in the area and like my roommates are out, the fire alarms are going off. I throw the oven open and there's like dishes, pots and pans and glass and there's like a full pantry of stuff in the oven. And so I'm just like completely confused. And apparently one of my other roommates, um, this is actually the same roommate from the last story, Justin, So apparently wherever he was growing up, they actually stored like cups and pots and pans inside of the oven. I generally like to put stuff in the pantry because I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess my way isn't right. I generally just don't store stuff in the oven. Preheated the oven, almost burned down the apartment. And it just kind of helped me realize that everyone comes from different backgrounds. Everyone has a different way of doing things. So definitely keep that in mind. And having open, clear communication really kind of helps smooth over and navigate those kinds of situations. To be honest, good communication is really the basis for having a productive roommate experience with whoever you're living with. And I mean, it just goes into small things like if you're going to have a couple of friends over, just shoot a text to your roommates. It's really nice just to have a group text with all of the people in the house. If you're going to have more than two people over, just send a text. It's just a courtesy thing. Um, I always really appreciate it, even if I wasn't planning on doing anything. It was just kind of like a respect thing. Uh, As well as other things like your music is not as good as you think it is. It's always been interesting to me how everyone has different and unique music taste. And you might love something a ton. I might hate it, but I love my thing. And 
I don't know, just kind of a side note, it's really interesting how many different varieties of music people are into, but that goes into, if you're going to play your music, please keep it at a normal volume, because, you know, it might sound really good to you, it could be background music to you, but to someone else, it could sound like heavy metal and screaming, and, you know, you just want to be courteous, everyone is not from the same background, everyone is different, so it just kind of keeps down any passive aggressiveness or... Um, you know, just feelings of resentment, even if you don't see it on the outside, you could slowly be doing something to trigger your roommates to where they snap and try to jump off the balcony. So we're going to try to avoid that. And the last tip is get to know the lurker. So I have kind of mixed feelings about this. Obviously the lurker in my other story didn't want to get to know me or anyone else. But in general, if you always have someone who stays in the room, they don't really come out. They don't really engage with people. That's perfectly fine. I mean, myself, I'm an introvert, and I definitely have those days where I just don't want to go out. So if you have someone who's always in their room, try to reach out every now and again, even if it's just a text like, hey, I'm going to get food. Do you want anything? Do you want to come? Just small stuff. And they might get really annoyed at you, but they might also really appreciate it, even if they don't take you up on your offer. And it really just kind of highlights how important it is to make sure that we do our best to foster positive relationships with the people that we're living with. In this age, more and more people are finding themselves living with roommates as rent prices are going up, wages are staying stagnant. So this isn't something that's going to go away anytime soon. And it's really important for our mental and emotional health that we do our best to foster positive relationships with the people that we live with. We're humans, we're very social. Living in a stressful environment ultimately can take a toll on your physical health. So it's really important that we reach out to people who might need someone to reach out to, we extend a hand to someone who maybe was mean to us, and we do our best to get along with everyone. So in today's show, we've looked at what it's like meeting a roommate for the first time, what it looks like when a roommate situation turns out poorly, and how we can change our behavior to help our roommate situation end up positively. And part of having a positive relationship with your roommates is having fun with them. You know, if you're rooming with someone, you should enjoy it. It should be a fun experience. And we're going to talk about different ways to do that during this last segment of the podcast through the means of pranks. Okay, so it's probably not that deep, but I mean, hear me out. I'm going to actually advocate that you should do jokes and pranks on your roommates if you do them right and they're not too big. I mean, it can even be kind of a bonding experience if you have more than one other roommate. Like maybe two of you can join forces and pull a prank on the other one. And I mean, it's pretty fun, especially when it turns into a bit of a war. And it's also kind of therapeutic. Like if they do something that kind of rubs you the wrong way, you can do a joke or a prank on them where it's lighthearted enough where you feel like you're getting back at them. But it's so funny and, you know, whimsical that it's just fun for everyone and kind of like smooths over, you know, small problems. Just make sure you're considering all the possible repercussions so that nothing backfires, as one of my pranks did to me. So one of my roommates at one point was super messy. We were basically in the same room. This was freshman year where we didn't have separate rooms. We we're all in the same room, one other guy, and he was just so messy. His trash and chips were all over the floor. So what I decided to do, I thought was funny, was when he was away at class, I took all of his trash and all of his dirty clothes and I taped them to his side of the wall and basically covered his wall with all of his trash. 
And I don't know, I, in my mind, I was like, this is a social art piece. He'll think it's funny. He'll realize the error of his ways and he'll be clean. Yeah, I don't think you need a PhD to figure out that didn't exactly happen. I mean, I mean, it was kind of weird. He actually, I don't know if he was joking, but he said he actually liked it up there. And he left up all the trash I had put up for the entire semester. It was like three months. The trash was just up there. And, you know, he we're actually pretty good friends. It wasn't hostile in any way. But, you know, I put I was tired of the trash. I put it on the wall thinking he would take it down and learn the error of his ways. And he just left it up there. And I had to look at it for like the rest of the year. So maybe don't do things like that. But there's a ton of other lighthearted things you can do. Um, I saw one picture where someone put googly eyes on all of the food in the refrigerator, which I, I think that would kind of freak me out when I opened the door. But it looked like all the food was looking at you and they do like little smiley faces with a Sharpie marker, which added to the creepiness factor. I probably won't do that because I'll get freaked out when I open the refrigerator and see my own creation or abomination. However, something else I saw online, which I thought was really funny, was that someone's roommate was leaving out small little dishes like a fork or a spoon with mayonnaise in the sink. And so what they did is they took an index card and folded it in half so it stood up as like a little triangle. And on the index card, they wrote like a little abstract description and a price of like $500. And they put several of them around a spoon or something, making it look like abstract art or an art piece. And I don't know, it's just like small stuff like that. You know, it's not hostile. And I, I don't know, if someone did that to me, I would think that would be pretty funny. And I'd be a little bit more conscious of the stuff I leave out. I've actually aggregated a list of a whole bunch of pranks and jokes that I thought were really, really funny. So if you want to go see more things that you can possibly do to your roommates, go to our website, theadultsguy.com roommates, and you can read the article and get some more fun stuff that you can do. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The Adult's Guide to Adulting. If you found that you enjoyed the show, feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts as it really helps out our rankings and helps other people find the show. If you'd like to connect with me further, you can do so by going to our website, theadultsguide.com. There you can find social media links, additional episode content, and you can also leave me an audio voicemail message and get featured in an upcoming episode like James is right now. This was just an absolutely incredible show. Uh, my son was telling me about this, and I thought I'd just take a chance and <laughs> take some time and listen to it. Uh, beautiful content. Uh, I love the, the way you broke the segments up, and um, just rich, man. Rich, very encouraging, young man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely... I definitely enjoy uh, listening to you and hope to hope to hear more from you. Again, thank you for joining me on today's episode. New shows coming out every single Tuesday, and I hope I see you next time. Grace and peace, family.